Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. I just want to make sure you're getting this podcast each and every week, so be sure to subscribe, rate and review it, and share with all of your friends. Well, this week, we're going to talk about the gift of prophecy, but specifically, what do I do when I get a negative prophetic word? It happens to all of us, but a lot of us, we don't know what to do with it. So that's what I want to press into this week. But before I do, I want to point you to two books that I've written, and I want to make sure that you you check them out. Get a copy of these. The first one is Glory Carriers. I released that last year, and that's about how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. When you do, you're going to transform. And, and the second thing that's going to happen is you're going to exhibit a lifestyle of signs and wonders. And then the second book is Prophetic Secrets. That's releasing in just a few weeks, and that's really the nature of what I'm talking about on these podcasts right now, and you're really going to understand the gift of prophecy through that book, and a lot of the, the questions you've had, they're going to be answered um, because you, you've read it, and, and we talk about all the stuff um, that, that a lot of people, they don't know how to even explain when it comes to the gift of prophecy, and, and this book is going to answer those questions. Now, let's go back to our topic. What do we do when we get a negative prophetic word. I I love it when God speaks either straight to me or through somebody else to me and tells me, you know, something really awesome that's going to happen that God's going to do. I love that. We all do. We all appreciate it. And most of the time that's what happens. But sometimes we get a negative prophetic word. Uh, God will tell us something that's up ahead and and it's not always good. And and we want to ask the question, why is he even telling me that? Have I even heard God? What do I do with that? Do I say it? Do I not say it? What if it's for somebody else? These are a lot of good questions to ask, and, and we need to answer that question. But just to review, let's make sure we understand what prophecy is, and just just do a quick review here, and then we'll press into the we'll press into that question. So first of all, the nature of a, of a prophetic word is this: three things. It's going to clarify the heart and mind of God in a situation. Number two, it reveals what is concealed. And number three, it declares the future. Now, this is the gift of prophecy. It is a supernatural ability from the Holy Spirit. God will speak to you. You'll get a dream, a vision. You'll get an impression in your heart. You'll hear his voice. A lot of other different ways that he speaks. But, but he'll say something to you. And there is life on those words. Those words have his breath on it. They're not just words that you, you conjured up in your own heart or you made up. or uh, you know, they're, they're really coming from, from the heart of God himself. And so the nature of those prophetic words is they clarify the heart and mind of God in a situation. They reveal what is concealed. And they declare the future. Now, prophetic words do three things. They encourage, and it's not just ordinary encouragement, it's supernatural encouragement. It really hits a sweet spot. And number two, they, they warn you. Uh, prophetic words do come to warn us about things. And number three, they will reveal God's intended future for you. And we talked about that last week. And so when we get a prophetic word that's a warning, when it's negative, what do we do with that? And, and how do we handle that? Because it does happen. And we, we need to know what to do from the Bible. And so let's look at Acts chapter 11, verses 27 to 30. And it says, In those days, prophets came from Jerusalem 
to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Saul and Barnabas. So here we see a prophet. He gets up in front of the assembly and he tells them what God is saying. God is giving them a, a, a word of prophecy and it's not a good one. It's a negative one. He's saying there's going to be a famine come on the whole world. Now, what did they do with this? Well, they didn't just presume that all is lost. They didn't, you know, uh, hug each other with their, with their last goodbye hug, assuming that they're all dead and gone and, and it's, it's all over. It looks to me like they had a discussion about how they were going to survive what, what was going to come upon the earth, that they, they made a plan to overcome what was going to come upon the whole earth, that, that they were going to prepare for relief and prepare for this famine. And I'm presuming that they probably had a discussion with God. Is, is this something we can pray through? Is this something we can avert? And it sounds to me like it was a no. But in that regard, they actually made a plan so that they could, they could survive this famine that was going to come on the earth. And so it was a good thing that Agabus stood up and told them. That was a good thing. He said, this is what's going to happen. But where it would have failed is if they didn't react to it, if they didn't create a plan with the help of God, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I'm presuming here because these are prophets, and if they didn't make a plan to overcome. So, so why would God give you a warning like that? Well, he would give it to you so you can have the very best outcome. Now, there's a lot of inferences and presumption in this passage. You know, I'm presuming they had that dialogue with God. They asked him some things. Uh, they, they wanted to know, you know, how to, how to uh, you know, get through this or if it could be averted, those kind of things. But, but they, they made a plan to actually, uh, um, you know, overcome this famine, you know, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's what they chose to do. Now, we go over to Acts chapter 27 verses 9 to 11 and it says now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over Paul advised them saying men I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of cargo and ship but also our lives nevertheless the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul well as they went on to that through that voyage uh, the, this tempest came and and it was uh, you know just just a very difficult and rough storm and things did not look good but you jump over to verses 20 21 to 26 and it says, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and lost. And now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve saying, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed God had granted you all those who sailed with you. Therefore, 
or take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as he told me. And so here we see that Paul had, had a prophetic word of warning. He had a sense that this was not going to be a good, a good voyage. And, and he told them so. He, he perceived it. He warned them. And he, but he had a, a much harsher warning than the way it landed, apparently. Uh, he said, we're, all is lost. This is what the Lord is saying. You, you, you take this voyage and we're all done. And then as they moved through it, it sounded like the Apostle Paul was behaving as the intercessor the whole time, and God was responding to his prayers. And so it wasn't, there was still a loss, but not as much loss. So still, it's interesting that the Lord did warn. He did warn. He said, this is, this is going to be an issue. This is going to be a problem. Why does God do that? So that we can actually have a dialogue with him. And, and, and find out from him what is the best way to deal with this situation. What should we do? Well, here, these people didn't listen to Paul, so they did incur a loss. But, but they could have avoided it if they had listened to Paul in the first place. But even though they didn't listen to him, it still ended up not being as bad as it could have been because Paul prayed. He prayed. And so, so that tells us something, uh, that there are times when we will receive a word of warning, and there is a way to handle it. Here, Paul just told the, the ship people. He didn't tell the whole world. He didn't get on social media and say, this ship is going down. He just told the people that, that needed to hear it. Same with, with um, you know, the prophets uh, that came from Jerusalem to Antioch. You know, they didn't tell the whole world. They just, they just kept it to the, the people there until they made a decision as to what to do with it. And so when you get a word of warning, well, the first thing you don't want to do is you don't want to put it on social media. You want to warn the whole planet. Have you had a discussion with God about this? Have you talked to your circle? Because what happens is people who are not responsible, people who, who wouldn't even consider, you know, that, that this might have uh, a different outcome if we just pray about it, you know, they just take it and run with it and it goes crazy on social media. So don't put your warnings on social media. Take it to your pastoral circle. Take it to the people you're accountable to. Take it to your intercessors and find out why did God tell you that? Because he didn't tell you that to destroy you. He told that to you so you can get the very best outcome. But you've got to get his, his input on that. And so that's what we do with words of warning. And boy, they actually are God's gift to us when they happen because he wants us to win. So thank you so much for joining me at Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to help me get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to JenniferEvaz.com and just hit the donate tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.